Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell, and I am here to interview one of my favorite people in Sarver, farmer Jim Riddle. He has a beautiful farm here in Sarver, and we're going to talk about it. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you? Fine. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I think it's really important for the listener to be able to hear about you, your farm, your heritage, and all all you have done here in this community. Um, as it's growing, it's something that I want to ever be forgotten. So, um, let's talk about, like, where are you from here? Oh, yes. Okay. Born and raised in Sarver. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And what year were you born? Or do you tell that? Oh, yes. 1934. October 24th. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm an October yeah. birthday, too. Well, good for you. Yes, and so are the boys. So we're all Libras. Oh, there, you, there go. you go. My first wife was the 25th of October. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Got the birthdays all together. Yes. She yeah. was your birthday present. Well, she was. There. She was. Yes. <laughs> God's been good to me. I've had two good wives. Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. So you were born in Sarver. Mm-hmm. Were you born in a hospital or born in at home? No hospital in Sarver. I'm born in a living room. I still own the house today. Where I, is it? I have it rented. When you get down through Sarver, after you go through the crossroads, mm-hmm. it would be this third house on the left. Oh, yeah? Yes. And you yeah. were born in that house? Yes. And yes. you were raised there? Yes. And was it a farm? Be- between there, no, just just a, a house and an acre, an acre and a half. Okay. Between there and here. What did your parents do for a living, or what? My dad worked at uh, Shenley. Okay. That was a whiskey, where they made whiskey. And he worked in a dry house. They would dry the grain and then sell it to the farmers. And then he worked at uh, Deshaun, and my mom was a housewife. Okay. And yeah. now was your dad from Sarver as well? Yes, but on the other side of 356. Okay. Yeah. And were they farmers? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he left home when he was 10 years old. 10 years old? Yeah, yeah. Where do you go when you're 10 years old? He went to Turinum uh-huh. and got a job in a steel mill. At 10? At 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that would have been in what? The 1800s well, yet? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he was born 1891. Just That's a little hard to just pull out real quick. Right, right. Yeah. But, wow. And so he went to work when he was 10 years old, and then he worked there, and then he worked his whole life. Then, no, then he and some other fellows went west, mm-hmm. and he worked on a ranch in Nebraska. And when the war broke out, that's the First World War, he came back here to enlist in the Army. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so. th- did he ever farm? He never owned a farm. Okay. Yeah. But, but he did farm. But he, yeah, 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 he did. 
And how did you learn it? What what did you so you grew up in your house here in Sarver, and then you've always been a farmer, haven't you? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. My granddad Montgomery. My mother was a Montgomery, and okay. he owned this farm. In fact, he owned about seven farms in this area. So he owned this farm here. Yes. Did they yes. live in this house? Yes. Yes. And what years was that? I think my mother told me this house was built in 1896. Okay. And because her and her sister, they sent them to cousins to live while they were building the house. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't, you know, little kids get in the road. And, uh, but the, my granddad gave me my first calf when I was four years old. Wow. Yes. I've had cattle ever since. So he gave you your first calf, and then mm -hmm. what? You had, that was your baby. You had to take care of it. That's right. Yeah, but I, I wasn't doing too good at four years old, you know, but as it got older. Then when she had a calf, we took her out to Sarver where we lived, and my dad would do the milking, and I would help him, you know, what I could. And then my mom would turn, sell butter, you know, had some chickens, she'd sell eggs. Fifty cents a dozen, by the way. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> You couldn't get you couldn't get an eggshell for that now. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the baby calf, I'm really intrigued by that. So is that kind of like the the way farmers do it? Like when you live on a farm, you get your first animal that you yes. and do you remember that? Like Oh yeah. Did you get like attached to it? Did oh, it eventually oh, have to go? Definitely. Bye-bye. They, they do have to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like a rite of passage. There you go. Yep. Yeah. But when I was in the Army, my cousin Clark Montgomery took care of my cattle for me. Mm -hmm. He took them to his place. And so that I have had cattle continually, although those two years I didn't. And when I was younger, I didn't do much. Probably got more in the road than anything else. But This road here? I, in the road of people. You oh, know, in the my road. Dad, my oh, okay. dad taking care of it. You oh, know. okay. Yeah. But I used to, uh, we had a wheelbarrow. Uh-huh. And I was not real good at sports. I never had time because we'd come home from school. Mother would say, Mr. So-and-so called or Mr. So-and-so called. You can have their corn. So I'd take the wheelbarrow and go cut corn and bring it home, stack it up around the, the barn there in, in, the, in Sarver so we'd have feed for the wintertime. And did and you have to go far to get the corn? or All over Sarver. Everybody had a garden back then. And so you had to walk all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that's the way you traveled back then. Yeah. Was there horse and buggies and the whole, or were the cars? There were a few. Mm -hmm. There were a few. Yes, I can remember when the feed store. I can remember farmers coming there with teams, you know, and bring their grain to get it made into cow feed. Did y'all have a horse and buggy, or did y'all ride horses around? How did y'all get around if y'all went, or did y'all walk everywhere? No, we had a car. Oh, you had, had, a, had a, car. a car. Okay. But, but to do this and get this corn, I, I had to walk you as far as that goes. But no, and uh, we had horses here on the farm. So this was your grandparents. So you would come yeah. over to your grandparents. Yes. And so you lived over. And then when you got out of the military, did you go back home? I went home and I still came here. Mm -hmm. But my wife and I married two weeks after I got out of the military. Wow. And we lived in with mom and dad. <coughs> Excuse me. And <clears throat> they got along, but I wanted to keep them getting along. Mm -hmm. And takes an awful big house for two women. Oh, and, yeah. And our house wasn't that big. So 
uh, ended up and bought a trailer and we parked it over here in the farm. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then we moved, we moved there. My wife was a telephone operator and, uh, she worked. So. And so you've been here ever since? No, I left here and bought a farm in Cabot. Okay. And we moved up there in 1981. Okay. And uh trying to think when we moved back here. No, no. We moved up there in the 60s. Mm. Moved back here in 81. In 81. And, yeah, yeah. And then I've been here ever since. And had your grandparents passed at that point? Oh, yes. And oh, you yes. took over the farm? Yeah. Was it... Because you no, farmed... No, my uncle, my uncle took the farm, farm over. over. Okay. And then I got it from him. Wow. And it was always just cattle, or did they farm other things? No, we shipped milk, you know, dairy cows then. And uh, he shipped milk. That was about about the income that he had, you know. Mm. So, but uh, like I said, my granddad owned a bunch of farms. My granddad carried a lot of mortgages for people in in the area. Yeah. I guess that was a common practice. What was your then. granddad's name again? John Montgomery. John Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I think I've heard of that before because there was it, the banks weren't like, he was the bank. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. And Helen and I have uh, carried mortgages for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all taken care of. I mean, we've had the last mortgage paid off here. Oh, when was that? 19, well, no, no, no. 20, 20, 2021. Mm. It was the last mortgage that her and I had had, and, uh, but it was paid off. So a little late to start carrying a 20 year mortgage now. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to get, you know, and then it, I guess it's the times have changed. So what, someone in need would just come and say, hey, mm-hmm. I need help. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Oh, that's so, yeah, it's just so generous. Like, it's such a generous heart. I mean, you don't hear that much anymore. It would be nice if we could hear more of it, and there was more of it. Right, right. But that's life. Yeah. Things change. Yeah. We don't like change either, do we? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard, I think, because we've just, we get comfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. That's right. And we have to be uncomfortable if we're going to change. You got that back? A little bit. Yes. Sometimes a whole lot. Right. Yeah, sometimes yeah. a whole lot. I love that. But, That's uh, so wise. So your 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 uncle was running the farm, and then, what, he passed, and then yes, yes. you the torch got passed to you. That's correct. And yes. then did you continue with the milk cows at that point? or did No. no okay. We had, we had stopped that before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Milk got down to where it was three dollars a hundred. Now that's eight and a half gallon of milk makes a hundred pound. Okay. So uh, you just couldn't hardly make a living. Mm-hmm. So then we went to beef cattle, which wasn't much better, but at least you didn't have the work. You know, the milk cows it's twice a day. Because you have to milk them how many times a day? Twice. Oh wow! But a lot of the guys now are milking three times a day. Mm. Every eight hours. And so now you primarily raise any certain, is it a certain type of beef or? No, I've, I used to keep Simitol when we had brood cows, but now I just buy the feeders and raise them up and sell them as they're, you know, ready to go to market. Nice. 
And how many acres are we sitting on here? 96. Wow. Yes. Because I see them out in the, you have, <coughs> I see you have the pastures and, mm-hmm. and that. And you work the farm just by yourself. Yes, Louis Cipher's been helping me a little bit in the past few years. Yeah, okay. he, he has wheat out here this year, but uh, most of the most of it I do myself. You know. Wow, what does a day look like? What time do you get up in the morning? Three o'clock. You get up at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And what time do you go to bed? Nine o'clock. Wow. Yeah. So but, you sleep six hours. Well be a little unfair to say that because I sit down and turn the television on and television has always put me right to sleep. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I do do some in the evenings in front of this television, unless the phone rings or something, but uh, I shouldn't say doze. I think I sleep pretty sound in front of it at times. Right, so, right. Yeah. So your first wife was Helen. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And um, did you ever have children? No, we never no did. No children? No, we couldn't have children. Okay. Yeah. You did foster children? We had 100 foster boys. Wow. All boys. 100. Mm-hmm. And I bet they learned so much here on the farm. They taught a lot, too. Yeah? Yes. We learned a lot, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Helen used to always say to me, Jim, we should write a book. And we should have. But you know how you think you know better. Yeah. But she was right. I should have listened to her. Like what like what what do you mean by they like how did they teach you? They taught me patience. Okay. Yes. Not easy either. Mhm. And uh they taught me our first two foster boys, they were brothers. And they came and the first night when they went to bathe Helen said to me, that water's running a long, long time up there. Mm-hmm. So the next night it was the same thing, and she said, you better check on it. So I went up and tapped on the door, and I said, Elmer, what's going on? He said, I'm just washing. He said, come on in. So he was 14, I think. Mm-hmm. So I went in, and he didn't know to trip the latch and keep the water in the bathtub, and he didn't know how to run the shower. Oh, because they didn't have one. Yeah, yeah. And he was just sitting in there. The water was running in, and he would reach and get water. to. And so then I, you had to teach them. And they didn't know how to tie their shoes. Aw. And they weren't from a foreign country. They were from Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But every one of them taught us a little something. Mm-hmm. And you had to try to learn what their disposition was like. Mm-hmm. How you could, some of them you had to speak a little loud to, some of them you could, didn't dare do that. It had to be very soft. Mm. And, uh, but we had our ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a, it was a great experience. Wow. Yeah. And are you in touch with some of them? or they're I have one boy by the name of Leon Gordon calls me every Sunday night unless he drives truck, unless he's in an area where he can't get out with it on his cell phone. Then I have a boy in Indiana calls me occasionally, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a boy in Georgia that he just, oh, just in the spring, he just reestablished uh, conversation with us, and he, when he, he called me to tell me, he said, I wanted to tell you something. He said, I finally gave up and asked Jesus back into my heart. Aww. So uh, we've been having, we text back and forth quite regularly, so... He's coming up to see me in March. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Get to it, reminisce. Yeah, right, right. Wow. But uh, it was a real experience. Yeah. Yeah. What year did Helen pass? I know that I knew you then at that point. 2012. 2012. Mm-hmm. October um, 21st. And I had to make a choice to bury her on my birthday or hers. And which one did you choose? I chose hers. Aw. Yeah. yeah, chose hers. I know you loved her so much. Yes, yes. And I've my second wife, I loved her just the same. She was a sweetheart. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. They both I thought, were. I, yeah, I thought you knew both of them. I did know yeah. both of them because we moved here in 2005. But we, we were building our house, and then 2006, we built we were done with the house, and then I think it was like 2008, 2000, no, it was two, I was pregnant with the boys, so it had to have been 2010, um, Bobby decided, my husband, he decided he wanted to get cows, and you had posted something in, on Craigslist. Okay. I don't know. It was something. Uh, maybe it was a piece of equipment or something. But then Could that's how he met you. And then mm-hmm. you gave, you taught him basically <coughs> what to do with all those cows. We don't have cows anymore because it, it turned out to be a lot more work. And I'm sure you probably told him that. But um, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't, I mean, we just wouldn't have been able to farm at all. But well, I, I farmed your place. Yeah. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I farmed it even after you were there for a short while. Yeah. And, uh, but I farmed it for quite a few years when it belonged to Durst. Oh, yeah, because that was Durst's farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's still a beautiful piece of property. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, I like it there. Uh-huh. And, uh, you don't see many like that anymore. We got it while it was still... You can get something like that around here. That's true. It's unheard of now, yeah. but um, yeah, Helen was she was something else. She yes, um, yes. she worked away, mm-hmm. and I just could never get over how she could just cook a meal. Just <laughs> I keep trying. I have trouble getting my toast and my eggs and my bacon all warm. At the same time. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and she never gave me anything cold. I mean, the, the, the toast, the eggs, and the bacon. Of course, remember, she did it. She started cooking for a neighbor, working for a neighbor, and she left her do the cooking when she's 10 years old. Wow. And they had three men working for them on the farm. Mm. So I didn't get any bad meals. Never I got bet. a bad meal. And now you have to cook your own breakfast. I get a few bad meals. Yeah, you get a few bags. (laughs) I went to the bank after Helen mm -hmm. passed, and I'd lost 50 pounds. A lady at the bank said to me, she said, Mr. Earl, you're losing weight. And I said, ma'am, you ate my cook, and you'd lose weight too. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Aw. So now you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and make your own breakfast and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get tending to the cows. I read and pray for about an hour. Then, then I go to the barn and take care of the cows, and then come back in and have breakfast. And uh, you read. How many times have you read the good book? I used to read five chapters a day, mm-hmm. and I've. If you read three chapters a day, you go through it in a year. Okay. And I was saved on December fourth, my mother's birthday, nineteen seventy-five. Mm-hmm. And I've read it. Ever ever since I read it every morning, but it's, now I just read three chapters a day. 
So three chapters a day. Yeah. yeah. You can read the whole book in a year. In so a year. you've read the book. Quite a few times. Yes. Yeah, quite a few times. Yeah. Wow. You're yeah. so you have such a disciplined heart and discipline way of I mean it, it's that's there's times I would probably disagree with you. Right. I try to anyhow. Uh huh. Like everybody else, I fail. And that's why we need Jesus, because we fail. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, so how many cows do you have on the farm? Right now I have 14. Okay. I just sold four last week. Okay. And I've got two scheduled. One, one scheduled to be butchered the 22nd of February, one on the 8th of March. Okay. So that'll cut it down a little bit. But we'll still have four more that... You know, will be finished that they could be butchered. Do you always stagger them like that, or? Not always. It just depends on how I can buy them. Okay. This year, it's been hard to get young ones. It's and, so they're yeah. just a short supply, or. No, I guess I just haven't got out. I don't like to go to the auctions and buy since I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. If you bring them home, they can end up getting sick. And at my age, it's kind of hard to doctor an animal that hasn't been handled. You know, you got to rope it. And okay. So I try to buy all of the local farmers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a lot of friends around here, huh? Quite a few. Quite yeah. a few. Yes, I've, I've bought... Helen and I, well, we used to buy and sell horses. Okay. And then after that, well, even it, during that time, we bought and sold machinery. And we bought and sold farm machinery for probably 60 years. Well, that's how Bobby got. Yes. You were selling yeah, some type. Right. I don't know what it was. I don't but, remember either. But it was yeah. something. It was a piece of machinery. Yes. I mm-hmm. remember I remember that. Yes. And then he used to buy oats for his horses off me. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. he still gets hay from you, doesn't he? Or he it's gets been, something. It's been a little while. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's been a little yeah. while. I think I, I told Mr. Kelly when I was, you know, backing down on these farms. We, we farmed eight farms at one time. And when I started backing down, I told Kenny Kelly, and I think he's farming your ground now. The R1 hayfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been good to me, farming. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah. It's so much, the technology is just, it's passed me up. Yeah. yeah well, you do it more the traditional methods, huh? I mean, you don't somewhat, have, like, okay. somewhat. But I, I do have, you know, uh, now our corn planters have monitors on them. I do have that. The baler has, it's computerized, the roll baler. And, uh, but they have them now that the tractors are guided by the satellites. I don't, I don't have that. Yeah. There's, Just a good old tractor. Well, there's not too use, much use in me at 88 mm-hmm. investing in that. Yeah. Right. And for 96 acres, it really wouldn't pay. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't pay. So. And then, um, so I love this road that you're, this is Smith Road. Yes. And it's, it's all farms. I see that there's going to be something, a wedding venue or something. Yes. I wonder what the cows have to say about that. <laughs> they're going to be dancing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be dancing be. the night away. You're going to yeah. get up at three. They're still going to be asleep. <laughs> very, very nice man bought the farm. Oh, yeah? By the name of Bobby Campbell. Okay, great. And they were telling me, he wasn't telling me, the man that's remodeling for him told me he has 22 interested parties having, oh, weddings, yeah. having weddings there already. So 
Yeah, people want to do the farm style mm-hmm. weddings mm-hmm. nowadays. I rented that barn off of my cousin, Jeannie Soskowski, uh-huh. for probably, oh, 20 years, I suppose. Oh, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. What'd you keep in it? Like equipment? Farm machine. Right okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had it, we had it full. And, uh, but uh, it's, it's a nice little place up there. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. up on the hill. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of pretty spots around here. This, I just, I'm so in love with Sarver, I just am. It, it, you just, the people, the places, the, the convenience, you can still get to the city, not that I go either, but I mean, you can still get there in 30 minutes if you need right, to. Right. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of the people that are moving here, some of them work in the city. Mm-hmm. So yes. they have access on 28. Um, I wouldn't want to make that drive, but, um, I mean, it is a ever, changing evolving place what is your um like if you had to name like one thing that's your favorite about this town or just growing up like what would it be that's a hard question Mm -hmm. right now i don't know what i would the favorite thing about living here about living here sarver living about sarver living well when i was a kid and it was nice, you know, you had the stores. Mm-hmm. You would go for a nickel, you got a double dip ice cream cone. Uh, we all we all were poor. We didn't know it, but we were all poor. Mm-hmm. But if one kid bought a bottle of pop, he got to drink the first part, but it went around everybody. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, it just, it got passed around. And then uh, whenever that, the other one of the other kids had money for a bottle of pop. It got passed around again. Didn't take long to finish it. No. Yes. But it's like you savored that one sip. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. because you... Uh, I worked for my uncle. The first summer I worked for him, I got $20. Wow. And I thought I was really rich. A whole summer. <laughs> yes. And you were probably yeah. not but doing I got my room. Work. I got my room and board. You know? Uh-huh. So that, that was something, too, you know. Yeah. But... I gave that money to my mother, and she bought all my school clothes. Can you imagine buying you, all your school clothes for twenty dollars? For all your twenty dollars. Yes, yes. But I mean, my kids would just would not. <laughs> I don't think I don't be think able to could, do it. I don't think you could buy enough of socks. I couldn't. I just bought socks from Amazon for fourteen dollars, like six pair. Okay, that was it, and okay. they have holes in the heels in a week. <laughs> Hey, you were saying about, before we got on here, you were talking about the the store and the blacksmith and what used to be. What used to be here? You said Sarver? Yes, sir. Okay, as you come down through the crossroads. Uh-huh. In fact, the building is still there, the second building. When you building. say crossroads, do you say 356? No, or? no, in, right in the little town of Sarver, Bear Creek Road and Sarver Road. Oh, that That's was the crossroads. The crossroads. right in town, yes. Okay, and, that was the crossroads. Yeah, okay. going, going down... The second place on the right-hand side was a livery stable. And then going on down, there was a, uh, it, it was a hardware store and a grocery store run by Roy Butler and his wife. It burnt down years ago, some years ago. Mm-hmm. Then the next was a feed store by Westerman's. The next was a blacksmith shop. 
and then John Christie had it, bought it later, and the blacksmith shop was his garage, and he had a grocery store. Is then, this on Bear Creek going towards Butler? No, no, no. This is going down Sarver Road towards 356, right down through the town. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yeah. On the, be, the big curve where the fire station. And before you get to the curve, everything. The last one that sets in the back there was where Rish's started out. Well, it used to be, uh, let me think who had that before. Meals had it as a store. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they went on down. You, there were the railroad tracks. In fact, that's, they used to call it Sarver Station because there was a train station there. Where the fire station is or where that... Abo- above it. That it green, was, it has green on it. It's right above it. The, the, the station it's is gone. all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. <gasps> Everything. And the tracks ran along the where the trail where is. Where the trail is, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were kids. We used to go down. We'd jump the trains and ride up, you know, ride up. And then get off as they were going. That's a steep grade from here to Butler, from Freeport to Butler. Mm-hmm. And the trains weren't traveling fast. You didn't try to ride them coming down through because they was rolling when they came down through. Because oh, it, yeah. it was it was down grade, yeah. And uh, and they had steam engines fired with coal. Mm-hmm. And every spring and fall, that would be fires. You know, the engines would put out a hot amber and everything would be dry and them hills would burn oh, every, yeah. every fall. Yeah, We didn't pay much attention to it. it. It burned out after a while. If it got up to somebody's field, well, that's when the... Uh, in fact, I was, I was only 16 when they started the fire department. I mm. was the youngest member at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, well, then we would, you know, people would go and help put it out. But then after we got to fire department, why well, then they would put it out. But it was it was nothing to have fires along that along that trail. Yeah. Wow. Was, now when you travel the road, do you still like see kind of sometimes see like how it used to be? Oh, yes. And oh, yes. you can still sure. picture that or visualize I, that. I can, yeah. And some days you forget it and then some days it comes back real it comes quick. Back. To yes. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Wish I could take a picture of what you could see, that's amazing. Um, you have to pull up some old pictures for me to share on Sarver Living. I think like the community would get a kick out of that. I will try to. I will yeah, try to. just yeah. any old pictures like that. Now, um, because we're called Buffalo Township, like, and we we had a ton of buffalo here, right? Is that Helen and I had forty head? Okay. At one time. Yeah. yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the buffalo? Like what, like where, there apparently was abundance and now there's, I don't think there's one head of buffalo here now. <laughs> no, no. After Helen passed away, the police came one day and they said, uh, you're not taking care of the buffalo, right? And I asked, well, what am I doing wrong? And he mm-hmm. said, well, you're not taking care of them, right? And I said, I heard you say that, but what am I doing wrong? He wouldn't tell me who was complaining about it, so... I thought, I'm not going to have this all the time, so I got rid of them. But we had uh, we had 40. Our first buffalo we bought off of T.W. Phillips in Butler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the gas. I knew nothing about them. Helen used to, when she'd work, she'd come home, she'd say, and I bought and sold, and she'd say, did you buy anything today? And yes, and what did you buy? And we'd sit down and talk about it. So when she came home that night, said, did you buy anything today? And I said, yes. And she said, what'd you buy? And I said, I bought a buffalo. 
And she looked at me and she said, a buffalo? And I said, yes. She said, Jim, I've seen you do some pretty crazy things, but I think this is the craziest thing you've ever done. <laughs> so we built a fence here in front of the house. It took us two weeks to get her caught and get her here. And I'll never forget what two weeks changed. I don't know, but we put her in the pasture and Helen come home that night and walked over and we were all standing there and looked at her and she said, I think that's great what you did. So what changed her mind in two weeks, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. but I had one put a horn in me. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're nasty animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was accidental. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn a lot about them, you know. Mm-hmm. Being used to taking care of cows, I thought they were just big, brown, shaggy cows. But they're not. They're altogether different. Their meat is lower in cholesterol. Okay than chicken and lower than some fish. Mm. Dr. Neb was a doctor out here at Colonial Clinic, and he used to send heart patients to us. They could eat that meat. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could eat buffalo meat, and it didn't bother them, where the beef was too too much cholesterol in it, you know. Mm. And uh, we had a man, <clears throat> a lady that used to come, and she would buy, she had a dog, that had a problem, and she would buy a hamburger office for her dog, Buffalo Burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I wonder what, like, it was it just, it just happened to be, like, what was farmed here? I always, like, am curious about that connection of our name, Buffalo Township, and then the buffalo, where the buffalo used to roam. I suppose. Now, that would be before right. my time, yes, yeah. So when you yeah. were young, there were a lot of buffalo. No, remember? no, okay. No, there were no wild buffalo. No, okay. Uh, no, but farm must have. It was yeah. Everything yeah, it was, was farmed. Yeah, but I was Joe Jack had some buffalo, but I was the only one that ever had a commercial herd in Buffalo Township. Okay. Of buffalo, yes. Uh, Joe had some. He had a restaurant, and that was more or less an attraction. Yeah. And uh, the night the one put a horn in me, they took me to the hospital, and the one nurse walked out of where I was. And the other nurse said, uh, what's the matter with him? And she said, oh, he, got, he was drunk. Got in with Jack's buffalo out there and one horned him. So I said to her, ma'am, would you come in here? And she'd come in and I, and I said, I'd like to correct your statement. She said, what's that? I said, number one, I don't drink. And I said, number two, it wasn't in with Jack's buffalo. It was in with my own. A very nice lady. She said, oh, I apologize, sir. And uh, But it was a pure accident. I was even putting hay in for them and... She threw her head around, and I happened to be in the road. So, but uh, the good Lord spared my life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Uh, what challenges do you see farming today? Like, what are your char- What are your challenges, and what challenges do you see for other farmers? The challenge I see for young people is being able to afford the ground and the equipment. Mm-hmm. It uh, it just takes so much. Helen and I bought our first farm up in Cabot for $9,200. How and many acres was it? It was only 15. But still. But yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. My uncle on Grim Road bought a farm down there, and I think it was 60-some acres. Now, that would been that would been back in probably the 20s or the early 30s because he had it. I can remember as a kid they had mm-hmm. it. He paid eight hundred dollars for it, and when he sold it, he sold it for sixteen hundred. 
thinking he made he made money. He was money. in high cotton. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we say in Georgia. I understand he that. He was in high cotton. I, <laughs> I spent practically two years in the service in Texas, and I heard that quite a bit down yeah. there, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It, uh, uh, the challenges for me takes a little longer to do things than it used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't understand why. I think at 88, you ought to be better at it. <laughs> but, we start moving a little slower. I know yeah. I do in the morning. <laughs> yes, I guess we do. Yeah. That's that's part of life. Mm-hmm. Part of life. Yeah. What advice would you give if you could get a, give advice to the younger the younger person right now? If you had a word of wisdom or what what would you what advice would you give? Be patient. Trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And try to stay out of debt. Mm-hmm. And do make your peace with the Lord because I think we're going to see him moving back here not too long. And I'm not putting a time on it. Mm-hmm. You know, a day to the Lord is just a thousand years. Mm-hmm. So 12 hours would be 500. Mm-hmm. Six would be 250. So you can go on down with that. Right. And uh, it's. These are exciting times, but I would like to see more people going into farming. Mm-hmm. I heard on the television here the other day that we are now, we do not produce enough in America to feed our people. Mm-hmm. We have to import. And that's not good. Mm-mm. That's not good. Uh, and I would encourage people to buy local. Uh, it's just... Our food, well, I don't know, Sylvia, whether you've been around, but years ago we didn't have the preserve to preserve things the way you do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But meat, not it doesn't spoil, but meat will turn a kind of a brownish color. It doesn't have that bright red. But you go into the supermarkets and you look in the counters and the meat's all a bright red. Yes. Yeah. Meat don't stay that way. Even though it's in, it's cold, it don't stay that way. And I wonder if maybe they don't spray it with something to keep it red. They have to. I think so. And I think that's where we get a lot of our sicknesses today. The diseases. Is from that, yes. Yeah. And, and then a lot of people feed hormones to their cattle, mm-hmm. growth hormones. I don't do that. Um, and I don't condemn anybody that does. That's mm-hmm. their That's their business. I think we have to learn to live and let live. Right. And uh, we've kind of forgot that in America. Yeah. We want everybody to be like peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. Just don't work that way. It doesn't. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. But, uh... All right. Well, I appreciate that wisdom. Well, thank you. And thank I appreciate you. your time. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think. Uh, one little thing that happened, a good friend of mine, Tony Sabotka, owned the farm where fadeaway farms are, the horse farm. Oh, yeah. And Tony called me one day and he said, Jimmy, I'm going to sell the farm. And I said, I assumed that his wife and he had had, had parted. And uh, he said, it's going to go to houses. And I said, I see. He said, do you like that? I said, no. 
He said, Jim, will you go to the township and try to stop me? And I said, no. And there was silence for a little while. And finally, he said, let me get this straight. You don't like me selling it for houses. And I said, that's right. But you won't go to the township and try to stop it. And I said, no, I won't do that. He said, why? And I said, because it's your ground. I said, if I was wanting to sell mine for houses, I wouldn't want you to go and stop me. Right. And I said, I don't have to like it, but I don't have to try to, you know, hinder you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was very pleased over that. But it ended up, it did go for houses. It's a farm. It's yeah. a farm. It's a horse yeah. farm, yeah. I know so the girl that owns it. She's a very nice she's lady. She's very sweet, Rochelle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she is, yes. Yeah. Very and, sweet. Uh, we've got a, a lot of nice people in mm-hmm. Sarver, yes. Yeah. Really, really nice people. And uh, it's not as tight-knit as it was at one time. No. But when we grew up, we were poor, but we didn't know it. Everybody was poor. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't travel like you do now. Mm-mm. You know, you, uh, well, of course, right there in Sarva, we could just run to the stores. Anytime there was three stores we could go to. We used to, you charged what you got. And then you went once a week or once a month and you paid. And the storekeeper would always get a little bag and he would give the kids a bag of candy. Nice. Yeah. And uh, some candy, you could get 15 pieces for a penny. Wow. Can you imagine that? (gasps) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nickel candy bars. I don't think there's any kind of a candy bar. No. Yeah. I don't think there's many of them are even less than a dollar anymore. Oh, they're $2. Because when I was in the 70s, when I was a kid, because I was born in 1970. Mm -hmm. So in the 70s, when I was a kid, my mama would give us a dollar and we could get a pack of gum, a candy bar, some, we'd get little candy and a drink and pay the deposit because it was glass bottles at the drugstore. We could get all that for a dollar. So a candy bar was 25 cents. Okay. Um, that sounds, I feel old saying that. <laughs> so I know they did, a nickel, um, yeah, so they're, they're probably, a, a candy bar's a dollar, got to be dollar ninety nine two twenty five. Yeah. When I drove gasoline truck, I could put, for $99, I could put a thousand gallon of diesel fuel oh in a person's tank. Yeah, it was nine nine cents a gallon, and gas was nineteen cents. And uh, Helen and I could a dollar would put five gallon of gas in the car when we were dating. Ten cents a per piece for movies. Uh, hot dog I think was maybe a nickel, maybe fifteen cents for a hamburger if you got lettuce and tomato and stuff, and a drink was a nickel. And uh, so. Two dollars, we could go out and have a good time. Goodness gracious! <laughs> it is a lot different, isn't it? It is a lot different. Yeah, a lot different. So. But we want to keep it the same too. Sometimes I think some things are, and you've done a great job of keeping Sarver some of the same, but keeping your farm. Well, thank you, Sylvia. And it, it'll have to remain a farm. I, I love sold, that. I've sold a development so rights. So y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? It's not going to be houses here on this farm. Never, no. And that's coming from another realtor. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, this a client is telling uh, someone is telling a, a realtor there's not going to be any houses here, so don't anyone get any ideas out there. <laughs> well, and Mr. Cradle next door has yes, just sir. he's just sold his development rights too, so uh, both farms will stay farms forever. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, it's. Uh, they pay you the difference between what it would bring for houses and what it would be for farmland. Okay. And, uh, and it's it's right in the deed. Now, they usually let you have two and a half acres that you could sell off. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. I wanted it to stay just the way it had been. Well, so there you go. we eliminated that. The houses could be replaced if mm-hmm. anything would happen to them. I have the rental house in this house. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was built years ago, and I think they did a lot of that as the children would marry. They would have like a small house. They would move into that till oh, they got on their own. Yeah. Uh, my uncle and aunt started in that little house over there. Two uncle and aunts started in it. My mom and dad started in it. My cousin and his wife started in it. And I think another cousin and his wife started in it. Hmm. So... Uh, Kind of a little bit like the Amish do nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, but it was. Uh, that's mainly what that house was built for over there. So. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's times has changed. They have. But a lot of it's for the good, and some of it's not for the good. Right. So it's just. Uh, just keep reading our three chapters every day. <laughs> yes. Yes. That'll keep it good. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Just think. I love that. If we all lived by the Bible, we wouldn't need any police. We, we wouldn't have any problems. Mm-hmm. People would sit down and talk things over. But even Christians have difficulties today. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's disappointing. Yeah. But but we are human. Yes. We are human. And, uh, well, thank you so much. Jim, you're quite welcome. Um, you are definitely uh, a in a true example of what I want to show the listener with Sarver Living, and you are such a contribution to make it a better place. And that's why I wanted um, so many people to know about you. Well, thank you, and you're very kind, and very generous, so, <laughs> but I do appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. And we'll be back. We'll be back. I'll have you back for another podcast. You're welcome anytime. Thank you for sharing. Thank you.